Welcome to Suddenly I Realized, the podcast that sees two hardcore fans reluctantly reassess their obsession with sex in the city. We can't help but wonder, has Carrie Bradshaw finally fallen off her Manolos and her pedestal? Have we lost the will to carry on? I'm Mary Fogarty. And I'm Vanessa Q. Hi Mary. Haven't We're- seen you since the recording of last episode, which we just did. Ah, that was the that was for our delightful patrons who the pay rich us. people. If you want to join their ranks, you must go to patreon.com forward slash suddenly I realized and find out all our secrets. And just give us money because you see if you give us more money, then we'll be able to create more content mm. and we won't have to work as hard. Like the two Johnnies. Yeah. Like Vogue and um, And what's her face? <laughs> the left, the left, the left. <laughs> Joanne, Joanne, Vogue Joanne. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we just need money. Who are those two? Who are those two that we were looking at for a while? They have. They're give like us really, a laugh, or give me a drink, or hold my drink. Hold my drink. Yeah, yeah. Do you think they work? No, they don't do anything. Yeah. Like we graft. Oh my god, so much. So like it's like a donation, if you will. Yeah, support us, please. We're poor. We're so poor. So we have a guest. In the studio, not not a guest that's going to be contributing. Well, he might. Well, he might. Um, Vanessa has brought with her today her new doggy, and his name is Clark Gable, and he is very cute. He's adorable. He really is. He does Rudy's though. That's his only drawback. He does stinky Rudy's. And the cat is in another room of the house at this moment. She's These people don't give a shit. They're just going to forward this bit. Oh, sorry, everyone. She's asleep on on my brother's bed. They don't even care about Clark Gable. But ah, we but do. look, he's, he's very so cute. cute. They can't see. But he is gorgeous. <laughs> he's in his crate at the moment. And uh, I might have to pick him up soon because he's delicious. So if you hear snuffly snuffles. Oh, oh, oh my God. Okay. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Manny said she was going to pick you up. So pathetic. Like, we're yeah, losers. I know. Puppy. We're fucking losers. But he is very cute. Uh, welcome to my boudoir, Clark Gable. So yeah, if you just hear any noise, that's not Mary's lover. It's my lover, my dog. Yeah. Best boy. Okay. I haven't seen you actually for a month. Has it been a month? Because you missed I- my birthday. So if you want to give me my gift now, you can, or you can give it to me after. Did I wish you happy birthday? <laughs> oh, Jesus. I think you did. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I did. Yeah, but wishing ain't given. Shit. Wishes are free. Fucking gifts aren't. Wishing one hand, shit in the other. And exactly. It fills up quicker. Yeah, so. Okay, I owe you a present. You do. Um. So I had a lovely birthday, thanks. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh my God, it was like three weeks ago. Well, you, were, I was sick and then you were sick. Well, thank God for my new best friend, Sonia Morgan, who wished me a happy birthday. Oh she just took it upon herself to send me a video message. So you know who your real friends are in on these occasions. Sonia Morgan is. Yep. I've never seen so much joy in my life. I know. As the video. The patrons know this already, but you plebs can have a little snippet into our lives. Okay. Um, in her face or my face? Your face. She seemed very happy as well, though, to, to wish me a happy birthday. Didn't she? It was really hard felt. I thought so. And she said some lovely words about my other baba, Wagner, so who's she, in heaven. She she lost her dog, am yeah. I right? So she understands. Yeah. Yeah, and she very was very empathic. kind. Yeah, very she kind. really was. Yeah. Yeah. So she wasn't just reading some texts that were sent to her. She meant it from the heart. She did. 
you could take a few tips from Sonny Morgan Mary. Anyway. I can't do anything without notes. I'm sorry. No, you can't. Uh, okay, so. Fuck buddy. Here we are. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, George Han. Oh, what happened with George Han? I think he's gay. And? Well, we were talking about maybe me and him get married. And oh, so yeah. that happened. Right. But, um, but you could be friends. My LinkedIn request is pending. So. Ah, George. But maybe he doesn't go on LinkedIn. Um, tag him on Insta and see. Tag him with what? Like the latest episode, the last episode. Say, look, you mentioned. Oh, yeah, very good. Yeah, we mentioned you in our podcast. Let's see if he reaches out, as they say oh, in the States. Yes, we'll get our um, tech people to do that, our social media crew. Yeah. I'll just do it myself. Anyway, what are we on? Season two, episode 14. Yeah. And on the thumbnail on, on Sky Go, it said the F buddy. But the name of this episode is, in fact, The Fuck Buddy. Yep. HBO, baby. So I think, well, from the title, it sounds more promising than last week's episode. It's got a little bit more meat to it, I would say. What was and last week's episode? Um, it was post-breakup. What was the name of it? Um, the games people, or sorry, just games people play. Yeah, this sounds more interesting. But it's not, listener. It's like more interesting because last week's one now was dire. Dire. But it opens well because who do we see within seconds? I just went and then I stopped. (laughs) Skipper! Skipper! I had to check. Was I on the right season? Because Skipper was back. Yeah. You weren't expecting to see him. No, me neither. And I've written down OMG Skipper in capital letters. I said Skipper is back. (laughs) <laughs> he is back that could be the tagline yours is better um, yeah so I did check and I was on the right episode because I don't remember him coming back well come back he did a little haircut uh, but Carrie tells us in voiceover that she ran into Skipper um, I ran into my friend Skipper on the street which she didn't arrange to meet him or like actually spend time with him on purpose she just bumped into him but Skipper is... So did she get rid of Skipper because Miranda broke up with him? Did she get rid of him as a friend? She doesn't seem to keep up with most of her friends. No. Other than the main crew. Yeah. So she refers to people as her great friend and then they only turn up for conven- convenient plot contrivances. I suppose. She has a lot of friends, you're right, but we never see them. Yeah. They're not friends, they're acquaintances. Yeah. So she bumps into Skipper in the street and poor Skipper, hashtag poor Skipper, has had yet another breakup. He keeps getting dumped and the latest is just one of a string and unfortunately we see a bit of a montage but doesn't quite qualify because it is relevant. All these women giving him breakup cliches. Now, of course he's getting dumped because all these women are like supermodels. They are all gorgeous. Like, what's he doing? They're all really good looking. Ex- well, with are you surprised? Like if it was the Russian you go fair enough. Yeah. But like what does Skipper do? What does he even do? I think no, he delivers can. newspapers. He has that face. Like a, like a child. Yeah. He has a, the job of a he child. Just or flings him into the garden. sitting. Yeah. <laughs> Clark Gable just did a rudy. He did. Yeah. Gross. Uh, Clark Gable, though. you're a little bum. Look, that looks like a belly button, but it's a little willy. No. Stop. Okay. I have to stop mooning over the dog. Flirting with the dog. Flirting with the dog. Yeah, please stop. So... These ladies are all giving him the usual breakup cliches. I it's want not to me, it's you. And spend more around. time alone. I want to focus on my career. And he's like, but I don't want to stand in the way of your career. 
you deserve someone who appreciates you and I don't have anything to give at the moment and all of that. And last year it was Miranda and she was giving them all the same lines to, to end their relationship. So he's just whining away to Carrie about the terrible luck he has with women and that they always treat him badly. And Carrie decides that she's going to blame Skipper for this. Why does she do that? Because she's, she's a bitch. Yeah, she's a bitch. She says, they, um, she says, Why did you write B, I, T? Because I've just written there for some bitch. <laughs> like you've said it. It's not like you need it as a note. Am I, am I, anyway. Okay, bitch. She's a bitch. <laughs> she is a bitch. Um, she tells him that it's because he is attracted to the wrong women. That it's his fault. And then she does kind of give him a bit of a an ego massage and says they don't know what they're missing. But Skipper should not be going for models or Miranda. Well, who should Skipper be going for? The girl he was with when Miranda stole the cheese back. one. Yeah, the one who liked was that one who liked no. cheese. No, or the one who was kind. Or what did she do? She, do you remember? She was plain but nice. She was nice. I don't know if she was even that plain. She was meant to be plain. Yeah. Did she not eat cheese? She had something anyway. Or did she... a different guy had the cheese girl. Fuck. Yeah. I just can't remember anything. Oh, stop. Um, anyway, she, I know who you're talking about. She did something and she was nice. He just needs to be with someone who has low self-esteem, who's not a supermodel mm-hmm. and who doesn't have bitchy interfering friends mm. telling her, you know, what moves to make and to play by the rules. Yeah. That's what he needs. So whoever that girl was. Yeah. Maybe and it wasn't, was she even into Skipper? She was. They no, were, was she with Skipper? She was or I think of someone else? Or I think of a different show? I don't know. Is this Sweet Valley High? Winston? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, don't know. there is okay. someone for Skipper. There is somebody out there for Skipper. Uh, we hear in voiceover that he was a sweet guy, perpetually attracted to women who were looking for jerks. So she's saying... That Miranda is a woman who is looking for a jerk. And she is. Well, in this she episode, is a jerk. In this episode, she's looking for a jerk. But and she, later on. Oh, yeah. And just like that. Jerk Diaz. But generally, up until now, she hasn't had a pattern of going for particularly unpleasant guys. Like, she kind of has. Who's the nice guy? I, I can't think of any nice guys that she's been with. Yeah, but the, the one in this Steve. episode is particularly hostile, which ha- which is unusual. Okay, so we go on to him. Kevin. Yeah, across town, Miranda is on a date with a lawyer she got into a row with in court. So they started off with hostilities. This guy, they're walking along the street and he's complaining about the movie and he's complaining that someone was talking in the movie and then he sarcastically says it was a real Citizen Kane. And Miranda's trying to placate him and he starts bellowing at her about getting a cab the wrong way. Uh, oh, you'll never get a cab if you do it this direction. You have to do it this direction and all of this yelling at her. And um, then he demands that she get in the car and he slaps her ass on the way in. Oh, that's nice. Do you think so? Mm. Well, Miranda would tend to agree. See, I don't like this now. Well, it turns out she she hates being ordered around by him, but likes it in the bedroom. It gets all Fifty Shades and I don't like that. Yeah. Miranda, it just doesn't sit well with me, so... He's ordering around in, in the corridor even. He's dominating her. Dominating her. Um, ugh. Spread your legs, I think he says, does he? And I hope she like, waxed. 
<laughs> not like last time and she's in the movie. overjoyed with that particular aspect of their relationship so then just keep him as a fuck buddy well yeah this episode is way too long we just like, go just, yeah, keep, I don't like just ride them. him yeah just, just ride him two fifty shades of him yeah so we cut to the park Sorry, was the wardrobe mistress off that day? Or did they all fucking piss her off? <laughs> this is, yeah. What gr- the fucking fuck it's grotesque. are they all wearing? <laughs> all four of them. The Carrie looks like Heidi. fucking... Yeah, the love child of Heidi and fucking Tiger Paw. Charlotte looks like an extra from Stranger Things. <laughs> Rand is like someone back in the fucking 80s when... You had to dress up for your school play and you just your mum went to the fucking black refuge sack and took out whatever she whatever. had. Yeah. Like a fucking bowler hat. And a bin liner. And a bin liner. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've, I don't know what's going on. And Samantha probably looks the most presentable, but it, it's not something Samantha would wear. It's more like, no. you know, a mother at a PTA meeting. I think, um, what's your name, was off that day. Patricia Fields. Mm. Well, something is a brew. <laughs> Did they all upset wardrobe? They must have all upset wardrobe. Yeah. Or maybe they just said, fuck, we'll just wear what we want. The, so if they chose their costumes. They Well, that, that's why they're actors and not costume designers then. There you go. Yeah. So Miranda starts explaining what uh, we've literally just heard. Sorry, this is Clark Gable snoring oh. and we can't edit. No. We're poor. Nice we can't afford the equipment. So if you want to not hear him, please subscribe to patreon.com forward slash suddenly I realised. I got it. Well done. Thank you. I usually don't get it. Um, would you get a dog sitter or does he have to be with a Can't afford it, Mary, because I don't have enough I mean, patrons. the patrons would pay. Yeah, I would get a dog sitter. But does, do you have attachment parenting that does he not have to be with you? Well, just when he's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you know yourself. No. Not allowed. I told you. It's it's rest is best. Okay. For a French bulldog. Um, so Miranda explains once again what we have just heard in narration from Carrie, which is that she doesn't like him bossing her around, but she likes it when it comes to their adult interactions. And Sam says, what we're all thinking, we'll just write him then. Simple. End of your storyline, Miranda. End of your storyline. Yeah. Uh, Miranda's not ready to throw in the towel. She thinks he's stressed because he's waiting to make partner at his law firm and then everything will calm down. This guy is hanging on to sanity by a thread. Absolutely. You're going to end up fucking decapitated and chopped into billions of tiny pieces and then thrown into a bath full of acid. Like, that's what's going to happen to you, Miranda. Well, he's a And I won't shed a tear for you. But I'm just saying. (laughs) So it's too early in the day for him to show his true colours. This is the time in the relationship where you put your best face forward. And that's his best face. If You're he's prepared to behave like this now, six months down the line, mm. less, three months down the line, it's going to be acid in a bath yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. And actually, domestic abuse does generally begin after about three months because the abuser can't keep up the facade. This guy is already behaving like an abuser. And Unless he's so extreme that the only way he can go is down. Uh, so more calm. Yeah. Maybe. Well, that's what Miranda's hoping for, yeah. Okay, maybe there's method in her madness. He won't yeah. write her off just yet. 
But we have to write off that fucking costume she's wearing. It's a costume. <laughs> it's not like a fucking outfit. It's a costume. It's ridiculous. It's the stupidest thing ever. She's kind of got like those morph suit, like, but just the hood. Yeah. And a bowler hat. I don't get it. I don't get it either. Carrie starts um, pronouncing that Miranda has a, a pattern and it's that she's attracted. Really, Carrie? <laughs> yeah. That she's attracted to angry guys. And this is what I'm saying. Like, I don't think she is. I don't. I haven't seen her dating particularly no, angry she just men. hasn't had a successful relationship since Steve. Steve yeah. was okay. Steve's grand. But she like, doesn't... Carrie, you can't talk. Oh, Carrie. You just can't. Mm. I mean, none of them can. No. Miranda says, oh, Skipper was nice. And Samantha says she has no pattern. Why didn't they say Steve was nice? Yeah, I forgot about that. Because that's when I went and checked again. I have OCD. I was like, no, I've definitely gone back to season one. Yeah. She should have said not Skipper and actually not Steve. She said Skipper because Skipper was in the episode. Skipper was in the episode. I wondered, did they tell Charlotte, look, Skipper's in the episode. You better mention him. Yeah. Maybe Steve wasn't ever going to come back. Maybe, maybe it was maybe just they're going to bring Skipper back, and then <gasps> Steve says, "Oh no, I will come back." Maybe. Oh, hashtag poor Skipper. Uh, uh, well, who knows? So Samantha doesn't have a pattern because she'll, you know, do it with anyone. Um, Charlotte's pattern. God, they all go to town on her here. Is that she? They all tell her that she has to find the perfect guy for the perfect date, and then project a huge fantasy and of expectation on the whole situation until she's ultimately disappointed. Yep. And Samantha advises her to date a few guys at once to take the pressure off. That's what Americans do anyway. It's pretty good advice. Yeah. Um, Charlotte says she wasted her time with Big. Um, although I, I see nobody's wasting any time attacking her and telling her what her pattern is. No, but I can't believe they brought up Big. Because I thought they'd be relieved that Carrie wasn't talking about him. Because Ca- she didn't Carrie bring him up. She did, yeah. No, what the, I think she. They brought him up first. Let's not quibble. Okay, we won't. Um, she said, "Next time I meet a handsome, wealthy, emotionally unavailable forty-three-year-old man, <laughs> I'll know what oh to expect." Oh my god, I'm old and big. I'm the same age as big, and he's considered old in this series so there you go oh, I mean I'll be the same age as big in 10 years mm-hmm. and Miranda says you will though you'll make the same mistake again did you okay. see there's a new show called Milf Manor no Milf so Manor. ages ago I had this idea like I'm talking about years ago it was called Toy Boy Island remember I talked about this before mm-hmm. so basically it's like Temptation Island but you're you're like a cougar and there's all these young guys. Nice. And they're trying to tempt you. Mm. But they're pavos. So is it one woman? Like the bachelor? I really ironed out the details but it doesn't matter. Anyway, I told okay. a few people they're like, don't be stupid, that wouldn't work. No one wants to see old women. And anyway, you know, didn't bring it any further. Oh, I was going to go to the BBC and I said no. The BBC. <laughs> yeah. And now they're coming out with all this fucking shit. Milf Manor. Milf Manor, there's another one. Can't remember the name, but it's about cougars. But Milf Manor is these women like in their fifties, and they all single or divorced or whatever, and they go to this Milf Manor, and then there's all these young guys, mm. but the young guys are their sons. 
they're not going to shag their son but, it's each other's sons but they'll shag somebody else's son yeah but then oh. there's one bit that I saw I was actually watching Gogglebox and was in it where the the MILFs have blindfolds on and they have to touch all the bodies no of the boys and, just, and identify and their, own their own son, son. no yeah, yeah. And then they have to go down in each one. And oh, I'm really <laughs> oh, Can you imagine? Oh. Now, if I had suggested that a few years ago, no, I'd be laughed at. Laughed out of the room. But that was you my could idea. could still pitch no. Toy Boy Island. No, because it's kind of it's, a lesser... It's, done it's been done. Feck it. I know. So now you have to do I'm always one works. step ahead. Yeah. But ten steps behind. Yeah. Ashling B, we're looking at you. Yeah, I'll have to cut that out in case she ever comes on the podcast. But, um, do you know what I mean, though? It's my idea. You had the the idea for the language school thing. Doesn't matter. Before Ashling B had her. Maybe you simultaneously had the the idea. I I think I have the ideas, but I'm just lazy. Unlike Ashling B. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So, where was I? Um, Big fucking 43. Yes. We're elderly. Okay, Mor- and Miranda says, you will, you will, you'll make the same mistake again next time you meet a handsome 43-year-old. Uh, now, we get to the riddle of the Sphinx for this week. Uh, we're back in Carrie's apartment and she's typing and she's saying, I wondered, were we all just victims of conditioned responses, doomed to repeat the same unconscious relationship patterns? Were we all, in fact, just dating the same person over and over again? She sounds like Pavlov in the beginning and then she ends up sounding like fucking Dear Deirdre. The first line, uh, you know, are we victims of conditioned responses doomed to repeat the same unconscious relationship patterns? I would say probably. Yeah. yeah. Second line, Dear Deirdre. Dear Deirdre. Dear Deirdre. Were we all just, in fact, dating the same person over and over again? So I suppose maybe if 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 you have a type, if you're a person who has a type and you keep repeating the same patterns so yeah so certain behaviors can, can feel very familiar mm. right so if you grew up in a household where there was a lot of arguing then you if you then end up with a partner who's quite hostile and there's a lot of arguing even though it is actually unpleasant it's it feels very familiar exactly so it feels very safe that'll be 80 euros please Jesus 100 actually charge you you are wasted. I know. And also, I came to a realisation about my own relationship. So, you know the way I I would say that I haven't ever really had a type. Mm. I've been kind of at sea in terms of a type. Mm. And like, you know the way they say that girls go for men who are like their dads. Mm. I didn't have a dad. For you most for of my life. So it was like... You went for an empty vessel. And in the end, I went for somebody who's actually quite like my mother. Yeah. So the lesson is, go for your mom. Yeah. Go mm-hmm. for your mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not like in Milf Manor. No. No. In terms of characteristics. Yeah. And You're dead right, yeah. Mary. Yeah. You're very wise. There you go. Mary, really, you should be wise. a psychiatrist or a psychologist. That'd be easier. Uh, it'd be easier to qualify yeah that's what I'm saying yeah I would quite like that yeah yeah. I love a bit of a gossip and so I'd know, like that too if you become a psychologist you have to uh, be counselled yourself oh you I've have, done that bit already you have I've done that last <laughs> do you have your 200 hours oh, I've millions no you have to have ongoing counselling yeah 
Well, I'm here with you, Mary. There you go. I think that, you know, we should change the whole tone of this podcast. Fuck this. Because we're not making problems. any money. Send us your problems. And I'll solve yours. But not. But we did that before, do you remember? They did send us their problems. Yeah, do it again. I think we're, we're quite good at that. Yeah, we are quite good. Yeah, send us your problems. We're two wise ladies. Oh, ladies. <laughs> we're as old as big. Well, as Mary said, I'm older. She's the same age as big. We're not as old as big in And Just Like That, though. No, well, he's dead. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. We, I nearly am anyway, so. No, okay. See what happens next week. Now, we cut to Samantha's home. Oh, you skipped the montage. I Good did. Girl. I did. You did. And I wrote down the word skipped. Very I literally good. skipped. You did skip. I don't know why I mentioned it. Yeah. I just wrote down what someone said. That they go for narcissists with commitment phobias and substance issues. We said we wouldn't do this. I could have written that myself. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's leave the montage. Okay, Samantha's house. And she is in bed, but her neighbours are cre- creating quite the disturbance. They're riding loudly. And she's tossing and turning and, oh, I can't sleep. And uh, we hear that she decided if you can't join him, beat it. Yeah. And Samantha decides to have a little hand shandy along to their riding. Fair play to her. She's the only sensible one amongst them. Honestly. She can take any problem or challenge and turn it to her advantage. Yeah. I admire her so much. So do I. So what would you do if you were there was a disturbance on the other side of your wall of this nature? See, that doesn't bother me. I'll just like... Would you be able to go to sleep? Yeah. I wouldn't, you see. So I'd, I might give a knock on the wall. Yeah, so keep it down. Pipe no, down. See, I'd be t- I see, I can sleep through everything. We've talked about this. So I'd be terrible lucky. if I was at war and like the the enemy was approaching. Yeah, but at least you'd be able to get a bit of sleep in the trenches between battles. I would, but I wouldn't hear them creep up on me <laughs> and shoot me in the face, yeah. which maybe is a good thing. And they wouldn't know a thing about it. Die peacefully. So um, we hear that uh, having a wall between her and the person she was having sex with was in keeping with Samantha's pattern. We hear this in voiceover from Carrie, of course, in her wisdom. Why does Carrie have to knock Samantha? Like, why can't she just say fair fucks to you? Because everyone else, anyone else would be like ripping and be really pissed off Mm -hmm. and not able to sleep and, you know, it would affect their work life. And Samantha does a sensible thing and Carrie has to pretend it's something deeper than it is. Mm. She just doesn't... Like, Samantha's the only happy one amongst them. Yeah. Anyway. Ah, She's certainly happy now that she got rid of Carrie. And she flicked the bean. And she flicked the bean. Okay. So, back to Carrie's apartment. And she's wearing a nice little outfit of shorts and tiny little top and sandals. Skinny bitch. She's very skinny. And she tells us that she was beginning to fall into familiar patterns now that she'd broken up with Big. Staying out until three and sleeping till noon. I'm sorry, she mentions that she hadn't seen Big for a, a few weeks. I few thought weeks? it was months. Like yeah. we had the whole fucking Break up John episode. Bon Jovi and going to counselling for weeks. Yeah. I, there's something wrong with this time frame. She only went to counselling twice, did she? That's all we saw. They weren't going to film every single fucking session. (laughs) But like, (laughs) seriously. Oh God, if I became a counsellor, I'd have to listen to Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. Put your earplugs in. But I might get John Bon Jovi. Should I have John Bon Jovi? 
Ah, he's handsome enough. Well, he was then. I'd say he's hard work. Oh my God, he's after doing another stinker. Oh, um, Clark. Your little bum bum is stink. Okay. Um. Yeah, the timeline is off. You're right. It sh- she should have said months. Yeah. Um, because I don't take her seriously now. I was thinking, okay, she's doing quite well. Yeah. But like a couple of weeks is nothing. It's nothing. The love of your life. Yeah. Nothing. You'd be you'd be still in bits. Exactly. But she's staying out until three, sleeping till noon. And I don't think that's new. Behavior. You've been doing that all your life. Yeah. She doesn't know any different. No. And she's pretending to eat Chinese food. Ugh. And the, and also, she says, calling old friends who will always be there for me when feeling restless. And restless is a synonym for horny. Yes. And the old friend that she's calling, we've never met before. No. Never heard about him. Not an old friend at all. A new character. Mm-hmm. He has a purpose to serve. Yeah. It's the fuck buddy. John. John McFadden. Um, Their names are always really banal. Yeah. No offence to anyone called John, but like, this is John, Dave, yeah. Kevin. Kevin. Mark. What would be exciting? Benson. Smith is... Oh no, Smith was given a name by Samantha. That's what I mean. Drake. Drake. Clark. Yeah. Clark Mm. Gable. Um, Leopold. Yeah. Star. Donald, spelt like Donald Gleeson. They'd never be able to pronounce it in America. No, it's too much. Ash. Ash. Flame. Oh Jesus. I'm just saying... It's John. John. So it's boring John. Um, He's an old friend and they arrange to meet up at half six. He arrives dead on time and they immediately ride. Fair play to her though. Yeah. I actually, yeah. this will knock a few points off the gee bagometer. Yeah. I think because it's... it takes a lot. Like she was so into fucking big mm. and the fact that she's able to have this soulless calculated sex. Yeah. Is, I applaud this. I think it's a good strategy. Yeah. And for, I didn't think she'd be able to do it. For her recovery. Yeah. Uh, I recognised the actor. Yeah, what's he in? So I looked him up. He's in loads of stuff. But oh my God, Clark. <laughs> Clark. He's in loads of stuff. Uh, Oz. Did you ever watch no, Oz? I the prison drama? Oz. I recognised him from that. He was Ryan O'Reilly. In that, but is he Irish? It, no, I think he was actually Irish. I'm gonna American. pick Clark up. Sorry, you keep talking. He was also in Law and Order SVU, and he was Liv Benson's boyfriend for a while. <gasps> I just said Benson. You did. Synchronicity. Oh gosh, synchronicity. I look at the baby. They can't see, so we're not gonna talk about him. Sorry, but he's very cute. Oh, this is just every time he comes to visit now, I'm just gonna say like, I look at them every two seconds. Sorry, listeners. Oh my god, his paws. I know. I cannot cope. Um, I didn't write any others down, but he's in loads of stuff. He has smaller. No, I don't know any of them. Stuff. Yeah, I just was. Having... I know them. I never watched them. He's so familiar. Uh, you have to watch Oz. It's the maddest, ridiculous, most ridiculous. Mary, I can't watch anything else. Ever. I'm going through Vanderpump Rules from season one onwards, and I don't have time, so I can't take on board these recommendations. I'm sorry. Sorry. Okay. No more of that. Um. So they have a quick ride, and they, then they. Go their separate ways. And that's what a fuck buddy is. He's dependable, we hear. He's nice. He's no muss, no fuss. Um, Carrie, however, is about to change that. Um, she didn't have a relationship pattern, she realises. 
I had a between relationship pattern. She always goes back to John after breakup, even though we've never heard of John before and we have witnessed several breakups. Yeah. Maybe she's kept that private from us. Yeah. He's sweet, he's handsome and he's uncomplicated. So she asks him out on a date. See, this is what she does. She just sabotages everything. Why would she ruin like this? The one good thing she has going on, apart from an amazing job that pays her 10 million euro mm. uh, an hour, mm-hmm. she only has one hour's work. And being friends with Samantha. And being friends with Samantha. That's well, fair. that won't last. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert. She doesn't know how lucky she is to have that woman in her So life. she has that and she has a fuck buddy and she decides, I'm going to ruin this. I'm going to ruin it. And just like that, I broke my pattern, she says delighted with her little strategy look she's just so bored because she has so much time on her hands Mm. so much time so the gals are all at yoga class and she has obviously told them about this Samantha says no way you can't date your fuck buddy you will take away the only person in your life that you can have no strings attached to sex with and turn them into a human being and poor Charlotte says uh, what's a fuck buddy? She doesn't know. Like, I know it's, what is it, 1999 or something? I'd say it's around, yeah, 1999 by now. But like, I think I knew what a fuck buddy was when I was watching E.T. Do you yeah. know what I mean? In yeah. cinema. Like, it's it's not like crack that code. Nah. Do you know, like, it's pretty easy to figure out. So Carrie kindly explains and says... Oh, it's someone you probably... Sorry, Carrie, instead of going, are you for fucking I know, real? I know. Are you actually for real? Like, are you having me on? She just goes on to explain to Charlotte that it, it's someone that you maybe dated once or twice and it didn't go anywhere and you just keep them on call. So, Carrie, why, if you dated this person and it didn't go anywhere, are you going on a date with him? Yeah. She's, she's, contradict, she's contradicted herself. Of course, that's what she does. Uh, Sam says it's dialogic. And yeah, they go on about it for a while. And Miranda says that she hers moved away, and she now has uh, phone sex with him. He's in Chicago. I thought you were dating Kevin. Which one's Kevin again? The angry guy. Oh shit! Yeah, she is. Yeah, but sure, you know, in America, they can date more than one person. So oh, yeah. So why yeah. is it such a big deal when Charlotte does? Oh yeah. Well, Charlotte doesn't. I guess she does in this episode. Oh yeah. Can't wait to see what's going to happen with that. Charlotte asks a fella from the yoga class out on a date and he says yes. So she's heading out with him on Friday. Remember this, they're going out on Friday. Friday. Okay. Carrie in voiceover says, if Charlotte could start asking out every man in Manhattan, because she's a massive bitch, um, Carrie. Like, she's asked one person out. Yeah. If Charlotte could start asking out every man in Manhattan... I could have a deeper relationship with the man with whom I was having shallow but sex. There's no correlation. There's no zero like, correlation. No, what is she talking about? One thing and, has nothing to do with the and other. And Charlotte isn't. Um, I guess she's saying she could, if Charlotte could break her pattern, Carrie could break her, her own. Yeah, when Carrie knows that what she's doing is fucked up, she has to find a reason. Yeah, justification. Yeah, justification. Yeah. Fuck off, Carrie. So John arrives at her apartment and he didn't realise that they were actually going out to dinner and tries to get busy. And she's like, no, no, I've actually made a reservation at a sushi restaurant. And he goes, ooh. And she's like, no, <laughs> an actual restaurant. It's not, your fishy f- not, it's not her fishy fanny. <laughs> that was quite funny. So they go to the restaurant. 
Uh, he doesn't like sushi. <laughs> so why didn't he say that in the apartment? I know, like... <laughs> And he's like, oh, I'm just going to get chicken. Like, OK, fine. And then he gives her a long distance phone card from his work and starts talking about how he sells call minutes. But like, thank you for the card. She's so rude. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a nice gesture. It is nice. Everyone's job is boring. Do you remember uh, phone cards? Yeah. Yeah. Sign of the times. Yeah. Don't need them anymore. It is a nice gesture, but him talking about work is extremely boring. Um, and she says maybe maybe we should get some sake. And he he makes what I think is quite a good joke. I wrote that down as well. I said was quite good. But there you go. He says, "Hey, sake to me." I thought it was quite good. It's funnier good. than fucking her columns. Yeah. And I'm sorry, his blurb about his job is more interesting than her fucking columns and her mm. riddles of the sinks. Her, her some of some of them. You have to go over them 14 times to understand. And you still actually don't understand. Yeah, it's not because they're it. intricate and complex. It's fucking bullshit. It's because they're so stupid. He's gazing at you. Sorry. Okay, stop talking about the dog on the podcast. He's a guy okay. and he's alive. Why not? Um, oh, he did a Rudy. Oh, did you do a Rudy? Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> it's going to go right in your face. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's worse than Carrie Bradshaw. Why are you feeding him? He's huh? just a Rudy. I think he's embarrassed. He is. Should be. Sorry, Clark. Okay. Carrie and John go back to her place for a quickie. She says to erase the memory of the date. And she can't understand how someone who's so stimulating in bed can be so tedious in life. You can't have everything. Yeah. Like, I don't see why one would have anything to do with the other. And Big is quite tedious as well in life. She thinks Big's really witty mm. and cool and funny. And she thinks she's witty and cool and funny. Yeah. I mean, she thinks Burger is witty. Oh my God. Ugh. So, thankfully, we now return to Samantha. Um, she's having a joint and a glass of wine in bed. She's such a lovely life. Yeah. She's just watching a movie. Nice night dress on, sexy. Big fat joint, nice glass of fucking wine, yeah. lovely four poster bed. And the neighbours are Bonking, banging. yeah. And she's listening to them. And on this occasion, she makes an audible contribution mm. to the event as she completes matters. Yeah. Why am I speaking in I riddles? don't know, Mary. I don't know. I don't know. She screams when she comes. And then there's a little knock on the wall from the other side and she returns the knock. Yeah. So things are getting steamy. <clears throat> Trouble. Trouble. Samantha was having a trouble before they were cool. Yeah. Do you want to have a trouble with me and Mary Clark, Abel? Yes. No, he doesn't. <laughs> He's too handsome. So at brunch... The next, well, whenever We're, we cut to brunch. Oh, we don't know about the timelines in this bloody show. No. It could be next year. Uh, the gals are all there. Miranda's boyfriend is meant to be coming. Is it brunch? It's brunch or it's lunch. Or is it's it a dinner? meal. No, it's definitely not dinner. Why are they meeting Miranda's fella? Mm. Like, yeah. they know it's not going anywhere. And, and he's the only man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like, oh, we're all bringing our, you know, shitty boyfriends. Mm. Well, none of them have boyfriends. And yeah. he's not even her boyfriend. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why are they doing this? Yeah. Like For she doesn't like him. No, she definitely he doesn't like her. And he doesn't like her either. 
It's so pointless. It's stupid. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, Miranda's boyfriend, yeah, is he hasn't arrived yet. And Charlotte tells them that she has a date with yoga guy tonight. Right? It's Friday. Yeah, I remember Friday. Why are these people not at work? None of them. Because they don't work. Mm-hmm. Um, This is going to be like Mrs. Doubtfire, isn't it? Fucking Kevin is trying to make partner in his law firm. What's he doing going to brunch? With these fucking gobshites. He should be at work. Um, Charlotte has a heap of dates lined up and Samantha tells her that she's turning into a man because she has so many dates lined up. <laughs> and she has double booked tonight. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. But that's what I imagine. Oh yeah, <laughs> running from one to the other, yeah. Um, she, and she doesn't know how she's going to have two dinners in a row, which is, she, uh, Charlotte says, or Carrie says in voiceover, which she turns straight back into a woman. <laughs> well, Saki Toomey was pos- better than that fucking joke. Yeah. I don't know how I'm possibly going to have two dinners because I'm just a girl. Okay. Miranda's lame boyfriend turns up finally and starts shouting that the idiot who drove him here passed his driving test in Bangladesh and... He's just being <laughs> racist, racist, angry, hostile. He's like, OK, I'm going to be back in a second. And he shouts at the waitress that, that he wants a beer. And uh, Miranda then tells her friends that he's going to find out on Tuesday if he's going to make partner. Well, today's Friday and he's having a beer at brunch time with you. So, like, I don't know how he's going to make partner. Um. The, the waitress brings the beer to the table, right? And Miranda kind of wipes the glass because there's a bit of a spill on the side. And the girls are like, what are you doing? And she says, oh, I just don't want him going off on the waitress. She's a little mo for me standards. I'll be all right on my own. You are, Trevor. I'm sorry, Trevor. Sorry, Trevor. Sorry. Well, we know what happened to Trevor. Yeah. Got brained in the head with an iron. Yeah. As Kevin should be. And we also know what happened to Trevor Jordash and Brookside. Under the patio. Yeah, so Trevor's watch out. <laughs> under the patio. No, under the patio. Under the patio. Yeah. Brookside. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, this is abusive Car- carry on. Yeah. From Kevin. So I don't know what the hell Miranda thinks she's doing, but this is not, not going to do her any good at all. Right, so Charlotte then goes out that night with Eric from yoga and it's going really well and when he starts talking about how many children he wants her eyes light up and she's delighted and she can see marriage ahead. But then she realises she's going to be late for the second date so she fakes a sickie. I still think she should have met them in the same restaurant. I think that would have been hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. She'd have like a different wig and like horn-rimmed glasses. Has she pulled that off? And a moustache. Like, not the moustache, but she'd pull off the comic acting, I think. Yeah. Running around and uh, and being hilarious. Yes. No, she wouldn't. I'm glad being they didn't pursue that avenue. Um, she, her acting is very good when she fakes a little sore throat. And she says suddenly that she must go because she's not well. Now, so what she should have done was start laying the groundwork for the sickie earlier. Yeah, absolutely. And suddenly sick. Yeah, it was too much, too yeah. soon. But your man's none the wiser. And very sympathetic. Um, Samantha then. Okay, so we're back in Samantha's abode. And she has received a note from her sexy neighbours, Marlene and Alex. 
um, who want to break down the walls between them. Yeah. Mm. Trouble. So she pops her head out the door and she asks Jesus, the janitor. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus happens to be right outside. No, he's doing that fake acting of, you know, washing the floor. Yeah, how did she know forth. he was going to be there? Um, or Jesus. And she says, Jesus, who lives in this apartment? How, like, how could you never have laid eyes on your next door neighbour? I know. Never, not once. How can we haven't seen Jesus? Never, not once. No. Um, I mean, if he's always out there. <laughs> he's always just in the corridor waiting. And he says that they're very nice, a musician and a dancer. And uh, Samantha says, and are they nice looking? And he says, yes, very nice, very good. But very he, nice. he doesn't know what she's on about. Doesn't speak English properly. He's an immigrant. Yeah. Which is why he's just washing the floor. Poor Jesus. Wouldn't have that. In, I just you wouldn't have that in and just like that. Definitely not. No, he'd be the CEO. Oh, oh sorry. He just fucking can't. It, I can't bring him to work. It, it didn't come to no, I just called his work. <laughs> you have to get paid for work. Um, what was I going to say? No, he'd be the Jesus would be the owner of the apartment yeah. block if this was in just like that. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um. However, he's a lowly janitor. Not that janitors are lowly. No, they're not. It just made its way over to the side of the table. You're keeping us grounded, Clark Mm, Gable. You're not coming back. Um, So, yeah. Okay. So, Samantha is very optimistic about what the future may hold with her potential trouble. Charlotte, meanwhile, is on the way home from her date with guy number two. And they kiss outside her apartment block. Sorry, no, they do something else. Now, like, oh. I can't talk, being the mother of this fucking fart box. She burps. Jeez, I didn't notice that. She fucking burps. Oh, and she does, two excuse dinners. me. <laughs> and he laughs. Like, he smiles as if it's endearing. And did you think it was gross? It's disgusting. I didn't even notice. I did not God. even notice. That's all I fucking noticed about this episode. Charlotte burped. She was so full, she'd had two dinners. Yeah. Uh. And he just smiles. She could have just had a salad at the second one, like how she like, Why didn't she just say, "Look, we'll just go for drinks"? Yeah, two oh. dinners is a bit mad. Uh, bowling or something. Did you ever organise two dates in one night? Can barely organise one. Mm. Um, did I? I'm sure, I did. Mm. I was a little devious bitch back in the day. So back I'd say day. I did. I'd say I did. Mm. I can't remember. Probably not two dinners though. What's two, that memorable? Two no. bottles of wine. Two bottles of wine. <laughs> Before I left the house to go on my dates. Um, but Charlotte, the life of crime isn't going well for her because she gets rumbled by Eric, who's just he walks out of her apartment building just as How she's... does he know where she lives? And what is he doing? Yeah, that's a good point. How does she know where she lives? How does, does he, he know? know where she lives? I, I don't know what he's doing. Who does that? <laughs> After but literally, first date. like after first date, like you might be a bit sus. Were they sick? You know, I'd be sus anyway, and I'd yeah. wait to see if they called me. Yeah, wait and see if a second date. Yeah, emerges. I wouldn't follow them home. Yeah, it's very stormy. With chicken fucking soup. Yeah, that no. which is what he was doing. He was. So you dodged a bullet, Charlotte. He brought her over chicken soup for her throat, and he says to her date, "I'm the guy she had dinner with before you," and the two of them head off in the same cab. Oh well. Yeah, you could see that coming. You could see all these storylines coming. I could see each and every one, even fucking Marlene and Alex. 
You didn't see Charlotte's burp coming and we don't no, know I yet didn't what see happens that with Marlene and Anna. And That's Alex. why it stuck out. I called her Marlene, like Marlene and Only Fools and Horses. Marlene. I called her Marlene after Marlene. Um, Yeah, I didn't see the burp coming. Everybody can see what's coming with Marlene and Alex. Yeah. Everybody knows. Uh, Charlotte's new pattern anyway, she decides, is that she will never take advice from her friends again. Yeah. Do what Carrie Bradshaw does. Just wax lyrical about Big and whoever else you're bonking and don't take the advice from your friends. When they say, stop going back to Big or don't put up with burgers bullshit with the post-it. Yeah. And she just does what she wants. She just does what she wants. But should we all do? Vanessa, like nobody actually goes, if, if somebody goes like, oh, I don't think you should date that guy. Go, okay. I know. Good idea. You just wait. You, you just ask as many people as possible until you get the friend who tells you to do what you want. The friend who tells you what you want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're happy, I'm happy. Exactly. We're um, all going to die anyway, so. Yeah. Eventually. Um, so Samantha, she heads next door late at night in her lingerie. She gives the door a little knock. And behind the door is a middle-aged Eastern European couple. Middle-aged? Very kind. That's what... Um, I was about to say Vanessa. <laughs> That's what Carrie says in narration. Mary, we're middle-aged. I know. I was like, these people are older than us. Maybe they're, they're not. Maybe they're not. We just don't see her. They're, they're a bit unkempt. Yeah. They're, they're not attractive. No. Uh, he plays in a polka band and she was a dancer once upon a time. In the 20s. Well, I think they're perfectly lovely and I don't know why Samantha didn't give it a go. Well, they're a bit miserable. They're not very friendly. They're, that's true. But I suppose they live behind the Iron Curtain for so long. The lady has a nice red night dress on. She's nice bazookas. Yeah, she's a great They're not the worst, her. actually. They're, they're kind of growing on me now. There you go. I think that that Samantha was very fussy very judgy here yeah she wasn't so yeah. sensible now in this instance I mean she wasn't so fussy when she was riding that turtle fella they ride though oh maybe not but anyway she was considering it she tells them to keep it down <laughs> that she's trying to sleep and runs away I feel sorry for them oh, so do I yeah oh and I'd say for that instant when they opened the door I'd say they thought oh my god this is the most beautiful woman we've ever seen. Green card. Green card. Oh, they have a green card. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I thought this is going to be amazing. Best trouble ever. And their hopes were dashed. Sorry, I'm putting him back in the grave. Oh, he's all right. Are you sure? Is it not annoying for the listeners? But it's cute. Oh, we'll see. See what oh. the... Let us know, listeners. Is Clark Gable's snoring bothering you? If it is, go fuck yourselves. Because yeah, you're getting this for free. Well, so you get what you pay for. Yeah, there you go. If somebody wants to pay a dog sitter, go to patreon.com forward slash suddenly I realised. Until then, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> and your legs. No, we don't care if they keep their legs shut. No. So, Kevin, the abusive boyfriend, is made partner by some miracle. I don't, maybe he's not that abusive. I think maybe he just has a dry sense of humour. Ah. You know these people who kind of delivered these kind of tirades and it's their shtick. I don't think so. Just trying to be positive. Oh yeah. You're trying to... He's kind of like Chandler Bing. He's not. Okay. But I see you're trying to approach the world like Samantha would. Yeah. Yeah, but Samantha would be having none of this. I suppose so. He wouldn't be like that with Samantha. 
No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't dare. He would not dare. Only Miranda. But he Miranda's like a... reeking a desperation now, I think, in this episode. Yeah, because like she should have given this guy the boot the very first night. He's good in bed. She likes the riding. Yeah. Yeah. And just, well, she should have just had him for that. But she's sticking it out. Like, why would you do that to yourself? Oh, look, I've done it to myself. I don't know what I'm, why I'm yeah, being so judgy. Yeah. Okay. No surprise to anyone. He's still a dickhead, even though he has made partner. And he's saying, oh, now I get to work 60 hours a week and on, the, on practically the same salary. So sorry, I, now I get it. So she thought he was being a dickhead because he was stressed. And that once he got, once he made partner at the law firm, he would calm down. Mm. So she was sticking it out. But he hasn't and he's still a dickhead. And uh, she didn't see that coming. She, she's trying to be chirpy and look, let's just enjoy ourselves. And he tells her she lives in Never Never Land and she doesn't understand the pressure he's under. And he doesn't like the champagne, which is a massive red flag. And says, I can't tell the difference between this $100 champagne or the stuff you get for 20 bucks. So he's a dope. She actually does live in Never Never Land because she was dressed like one of the Lost Boys <laughs> she was. in the park. That's who she fucking was, she was. One of the Lost Boys. I knew I'd seen that outfit before. There you go. See, it's all tied in. There you go. Maybe that's what the costume designer was aiming for. Yeah. Mm. Peter Pan. So finally, the scales fall from her eyes. She realises he's a dickhead and she gets up and she leaves. And he's like, oh, where are you going? And she says... Uh, back to Never Neverland and you are to never never call me again. Genius. Genius. Uh, this guy has broken her pattern, we hear, and turned her into a cockeyed optimist. It's a cockeyed optimist. I don't know, but she, this hasn't happened. Like, Miranda doesn't become an no. optimistic character after she this. She does get a bit cockeyed. <laughs> she runs into Skipper and he runs away from her. He literally runs off. I don't blame him. I did the same. And he gives out to her and says, like, you're a piece of shit, basically. And uh, she is. She is. But she finds she also finds this, like, really attractive because he doesn't want her anymore. Yeah. And he's she's run, and he's angry. So she hasn't broken her pattern. As soon as someone doesn't want her mm. or treats her like shit, she literally chases them down the fucking street. She literally runs after him. So pattern not broken. No. So what are you doing, writers? Tell us. Um, John and Carrie they go out for a movie why why is she dating this guy again when she hated the first date the previous date and why they're walking along the street and she starts talking about Edith Wharton and Henry James knowing he doesn't know who they are Mm -hmm. she knows I just watched The Age of Innocence the other day oh very good Mm. who are you Michelle Pfeiffer or Winona Ryder Uh, I am probably Winona Ryder I'm Michelle uh, I watched it because uh, Miriam Margoyles mentioned it in a, cl- in a clip I watched. Had you not seen it before? No. Oh, it's very good. I loved it. Well, we can talk about it, but John can't. I mean, I, I'm not talking about the book. Oh, the so movie. I'm lying you were reading it. Like, <laughs> fucking loser. Loser. <laughs> Nerd. Um, no, of course. Yeah, she's there babbling on about how the, the brownstones would make you think you're in the New York of Edith Wharton and Henry James. Like, she knows this guy's yeah, not bright. She refuses to believe that the sex connection wouldn't translate to a romance, basically. And but it didn't in the beginning, all those no. years ago, when you fucking went on a date with him. A couple of dates, apparently. Yeah. 
He's still as tedious as ever. Well, I beg to differ, Carrie, because the way you're carrying on here is quite tedious. Exactly. Oh, it's like Edith Wharton and Henry James. And Mary Fogarty didn't know what the age of innocence was. So Until Miriam Margoyles told yeah. me because she's in it. She's and Mary Fogarty is not tedious. Miriam is very good in it. She's very good in everything. She also told Graham Norton that she didn't like Winona Ryder. Did she? Mm, she didn't like her. She probably robbed her fucking handbag or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Um, he responds with, your tits look really great in that thing. Which Which is nice. nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. It's a, I've written, it's a nice thing, it's a to, nice say. thing to say. It's a compliment. Yeah. She says, oh, I'm not going to ask you in. And he says, oh, yeah, I've, uh, I've, uh, it's fine. I have an early start, too. And he says, I'll call you. And that's the last they see of each other. So, yeah, we'll never see him again. So she's we'll ruined miss it. old John, won't we? She's ruined it. I wrote, she ruined it. She ruined everything. She ruins everything. Yeah. She ruins everything. She does. Yeah. And just like that, I was thrown right back into my old pattern. Greasy Chinese. Yeah, right. Sleep till noon. Which you always did. Anyway. Oh. Oh. Worlds are about to collide. Cookies on her way in. Uh, sleeping until noon and feeling restless. You're restless because you don't have a job. Or a boyfriend. Or a boyfriend. And you don't ever listen to your fucking friends. You don't have proper conversations with them. No. You just use them as sounding boards and ignore their advice. She didn't need to feel restless. She could have carried on riding John. Absolutely. And maybe look for another job. Yeah. Like a 40 hour week job. She wouldn't. She would never survive that. No. Time for the key bagometer. Was that it? That's the end of the episode. That was shite. <laughs> okay, key bagometer. <laughs> Oh, it went up really high and then went really low. Mm. Oh, she she got a few points knocked off because she, you know, rang someone to have sex with. Yeah, you did say that was going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's on a four. Yeah, four. Four is shoddy enough. Well, look, it goes up to ten. Yeah. And I don't think she's ever got past five so far we're very early because we're very early mm. because she gets so fucking gee baggy mm. and we can't it only goes up to 10 so the, it can't I mean, go any further yeah so that's why you know it's kind of always below midway the gee bagometer knows that she yeah they, it the knows what is she to will come. scale yeah in her gee bag career um what did you realize suddenly I suddenly realised that Carrie Bradshaw ruins everything. <gasps> I wrote exactly the same. For herself and everybody ruins else. Ruins everything. I wrote exactly the same. Ruins Ev, I wrote. I wrote ruins everything. Will I say it again? <laughs> Let's say it together. Ruins, ruins everything. <laughs> no, she does ruin everything. <laughs> yeah. She, she just actually can't leave well a nice day. Alone. She just can't. No, she just can't. No. When things are fine, she ruins them. I also realised I have to tag George Han. On Instagram. On Instagram. I'll forget though, won't I? You won't forget. So bring the previous episode, episode, series two, episode 13. Bring it to his attention. Okay. And then maybe once we strike up a correspondence, he might join us. I hope it doesn't block me. 
If he does, he does. He won't be the first. Um, or the last. Well, actually, I didn't suddenly realise that you told me to. But then I took I, I took your advice on board. Unlike yeah. Carrie Bradshaw. Um, so that's that. Probably see you in a month or so. <laughs> no. Well, I'll see you Vanessa, next week. We have to hope that illness doesn't befall us. Oh, yeah. I had COVID. Everyone went COVID. COVID. Yeah. I had another ailment. She had another ailment. I won't bore you. It's been a very difficult 12 months. I was going to say difficult 2022, but no. The insidiousness spread into 2023. So I'm hoping it's just like the 12 months. We have Clark Abel. Thank God. I hope he doesn't get snatched by a bald-headed eagle or something. It's very small. You will mind him. That won't happen because he'll be a wonderful mother. But you know what I'm like with a few drinks? Yeah, but then you'll have got somebody to mind him. I then adopt that kind of hippie parenting. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Just love the way Hopefully, we'll have a dog sitter. Yeah. But he's um, always very welcome here. All we need is like three more fuckers, three more people to subscribe. <laughs> they're not going to be golden fuckers. Well, they might if they're masochists. Yeah. Like Miranda. Um, yeah. And then I'll get a dog sitter. Okay. Have you heard of financial domination? We could get into that. What's so that? It's a, uh, I heard it on another podcast. We speak. Like tell them all that they're filth and yeah. worthless and they pay us. Yeah, but you barely have to tell them anything. Only like uh, they just want to give you money. They want to be financially dominated. What do they get? Nothing. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Tune into the two Johnnies to hear all about it. <laughs> it's like the government, really, what they do to us. I'm going to tag the two Johnnies and get them to listen to this. They're not going to listen to this. They will. Like, oh, it's like, girls, it's women. They will. They will. They won't. I don't listen to them, so. Okay, I do. Fuck them. And I'm a patron. Ah, oh. uh, Johnny, being Johnny Smacks, be patronise us. <laughs> yeah, patronise us. Um, okay. Wait, they won't. They might. All right, I'll see. He's, he has to do shit, so. Okay, bye. Shit happens, bye. Thank you for listening. You can contact us on suddenlyirealised at gmail.com or find us on Facebook. Please subscribe to Suddenly I Realised on Patreon.com. Cover art is by the very talented Patrick Kinsler, whose work you can find on CraftyPads.com.